Well, good morning, everybody. It's so great to have you here. I love this service when our kids uh, get to come out and be a part of, of church. And uh, I'm sl- yeah, you can give it up for our kids. That'd be great. I, I will say this. I'm slightly offended because I'm up here every week. I've, this is like my 76th day as part of Life Church, and so I'm up here every week, and not one week has anyone come down front with a camera and tried to get me on videotape. So I, I'll be honest, I'm a little hurt. I don't know if it's that I don't look good enough or, or what the deal is, but people are taking all kinds of video of their kids, and, and uh, of course, we really think that's great. And I hope that you are getting things set for Christmas. I know that it's a hectic time of year. It's one of the great, great times and events of the year, not only spiritually, but also the things that we are involved in. But to be honest, it can really be a lot of chaos, can it? I mean, you're trying to get everything done. You're trying to get all these gifts purchased. You're trying to, to get your house nice if you're having company. And, and God blessed us so much this year with uh, the privilege of hosting my family for Thanksgiving and the privilege of hosting my wife's family for Christmas and it and and just moving into our house it is just so excellent to host them all and I don't even have everything put away yet and and there's a lot of hecticness that goes along with with Christmas and you know that you're looking for things to be perfect, right? How many of you are going to have people over to your house and you want things to be just perfect? I, I mean, that's what we do. We want it all set up. We want the, the greatest gifts. We want everything, the meal to be just perfect. And, and uh, our turkey, the first time it came out of the oven at Thanksgiving, was partially raw because, as some of you know, my wife was sick with the flu that day. So my brother stepped in, and, and it was far from perfect, I can tell you that. But that's the image we have of Christmas. We want everybody to get along, right? We want them to come home and, and forget about any problems or any fighting or, or disagreements because you know as well as I do that family can be a little bit funky, right? Oh, I'm sure not yours. Nobody is unique in your family, but in our family, we have people who have unique personalities. And do you ever notice that when you get together as a family, you revert back sometimes to the roles you played as, as a child? Like, I'm the middle child in my family. I have to function as a professional in the rest of society. But when you put my family and, and all my brothers are home. I am the same problem middle child instigating all kinds of things for a couple of days. It's just awesome how that, how that works. But you know as well as I do that things get forgotten. Things are, are chaotic if, if we're honest and, and we want them to be so perfect. And, and then we get through the holidays and maybe we've overspent. And, and then there's the guilt that says, 
debts in for maybe I overspent. You know, we set a budget with our husband or our wife and, and we went over budget or we said that we're only going to eat so many calories, you know, at such and such a time. And, and we went way over the calorie list. I took a picture of my wife and I yesterday at the Germantown campus, and I, I looked at that picture, and I'm like, one of them needs to mix in a salad, you know, and it's not her, I can tell you that for sure. And, and so you, you have this guilt, and, and all of these things are going on, and, and like I said, we, we just moved into our home, and, and hosting family, and, and walls are half-painted, and things are still stacked against the wall, and, and that's just what it has to be. You have to find a way to have peace in the midst of the chaos that comes. If you're only looking for perfection, you're going to miss it. You won't have the kind of peaceful, outstanding Christmas you want if it has to be perfect. Because no family event ever turns out perfectly. And as we prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ and his coming to earth, we see that even in his birth, things were chaotic. Mary, his mother, now get this, she was a teenage mom. She was approximately 14, 15, 16, engaged to be married, and had never known a man. Now how do you explain that to your husband-to-be, that, hey, I've been faithful here, but God, you know, has done a miracle. And it says that her future husband, Joseph, he wanted to get rid of her. He wanted to end the engagement. He wanted to send her away. Okay, now imagine that type of chaos. That's not the quaint little story that we so often think about. You, you may very well have a nativity scene setting somewhere in your house, and it probably even includes the wise men, which their arrival at that time is only something that we play out in our minds. But it wouldn't have happened that way. But we have this pristine, clean little story Imagine yourself being Joseph and your future wife comes to you and says, you know, I'm already with child, but trust me, honestly, I've not done anything wrong. I've not slept with anybody else. Imagine how that would ruin some of your plans potentially. He attempts to privately divorce Mary because in the betrothal process it already required a divorce. And then even after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary had to flee to Egypt because King Herod plotted to kill all of the two-year-old boys under the age of two to attempt to keep the Christ child from becoming the king. So there was genocide taking place right after the birth of Jesus. So his birth and the days following were anything but completely peaceful as we think about it in our minds, silent night, holy night, right? I'm not a singer, but it just gives you an image, an impression, away in a manger. I should make an album, no crib for a bed, 
right? All of these songs make it like it's just this quaint little thing that happens. But it wasn't at all. And yet in the middle of that chaos, this teenage pregnant girl has peace in her heart. And I want you to look at one verse that shows Mary's response when she finds out that God has chosen her to give birth to the Savior of the world. It's found in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. It says this, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled, or may your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. What a simple verse. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So how could Mary have that kind of peace in the, in the midst of all of this? The first time she hears the news, may your word happen in my life. And she tells us two specific things in that short little verse. And the first one is this, Mary released her own plans. You know that this did not go according to the script that Mary wrote. It wasn't what she had previously thought out when Joseph initially proposed to her. This was not the sequence of events that she had thought about. Her entire world or plan was turned upside down. The plans that she prepared had to now change. Her life could have very well been in jeopardy. See, if Joseph wanted to, he could take drastic action because of the perceived impurity of Mary's life morally. So her life, her marriage to Joseph were in jeopardy. She could be subject to scrutiny from the community. The news she received from the angel didn't make practical or logical sense and up to this point, think of this, Mary had no proof to keep her calm, right? We recently got a text from our daughter, I felt the baby move, right? There was none of that to this point for Mary. She just had to take it by faith at this point, and she had peace. And she quickly was able to let go of her plans. Is that easy for you to do? To let go of your plans and surrender it to God? Is that an easy? For me, it's a challenge. When I have my mind made up for a certain direction and God speaks and he says, no, it's going to go this other way, that can be a challenge for me. But when Mary says, I'm the Lord's servant, what she's really saying is my plans don't matter. Kind of like Jesus had that moment in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, Father, but yours be done. Not my will, not my plans. You know, we all make plans. We all have things that we want to do or accomplish. This is how it's going to happen. If you're a list maker, if you just love to write a list in the morning and you get satisfaction out of checking the box, do we have any of those in here this morning? You just love, yeah, to check that box and, and, and things will throw your day off course. 
But to be able to just say, God, I had some things planned, but now you're, you're giving me a new direction and I just want to follow that plan. It's kind of like saying, God, I give you the keys to the car. I'm going to let you drive. I'm going to get in the passenger seat. And I can tell you and my wife can tell you that I am not a good passenger with her. It's easier for me to be in the back seat where I can't see anything that's happening than it is for me to sit next to her in the passenger seat. I'm not kidding you one bit. My hands go on the dash, and I'm like, look out, you know. What are you doing? I, you're going to hit that guy. She's like, no, it's all right. That's hard for me. If she was a better driver, it might be easier, but that is hard for me. <laughs> She's a great driver. It's hard for me to just let someone else drive. And that's how it is spiritually to say, God, okay, this is yours. You can be in the driver's seat of my life. The second thing is this. Mary relied on God's plans. She says, may your word to me be fulfilled. She was putting her faith in that statement or in God in that statement. May your word to me be fulfilled. And how many places, how many times in our lives do we need God's word to be fulfilled in our lives? How many times do we just have to stand on what God says Say, Lord, I don't get all the circumstances. I don't even have any proof yet. Nothing has shown me this is, that this is perfect, that it's, it's actually going to happen. I'm just standing on your faith. I'm relying on your plan for my life. God is sovereign. Sometimes he does things that we don't understand in ways and at times that we don't understand. But Mary's faith in God enabled her to come to grips with the new changes and the news that she was receiving. It's that faith that brings peace in the midst of chaos. And if you're without that faith, you'll be without the peace in the midst of chaos. And maybe you're here today and life has you in a position of trying to figure it all out. And you find yourself with anxiety or anxious, stressed, uncertain. You're looking for peace, but you can't find peace. Maybe it's a family situation. Maybe it's in your marriage. And you, you, you want peace, but there's all kinds of things that are changing, and, and the dynamic is changing, the relationship's changing. Maybe it's something on your job. You've been praying about perhaps for years. Maybe it's a, a change in vocation. Maybe it's something spiritually and you say, I have got to settle this and, and you just cannot find peace with God. You can't find that place of rest and, and you're just confused and you continue to think about this and, and it creates some anxiety. Peace only comes when we release our plans and we rely on God's plan. 